Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 New Image, or Dark Horse. Hey, 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 everybody. It's the Geek Chat. I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. And we're your hosts for this hour-long delve into comic book reviews, speculations, pontifications about comic books and the like. Again, I'm Desmond. I'm rich. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say, I hope everyone forgives me. I just learned I have allergies. Oh so, my God. I know. So uh, I am going to be trying to keep the coughing to a minimum. Please do. Um, so while Rich goes over our announcements, as he does every, every, every time. What are you doing? I'm trying to make it bigger. Oh. I'm trying to rub it. <laughs> Got to blow on it. <laughs> um <laughs> the announcements I think I have in my head. You've done it for over like what almost six weeks now, so you should <laughs> I don't be okay. Know what you're talking about. So this episode and all episodes can be found at thegeekchat.com Tuesdays for the newest episode. Also head to SoundCloud to see the Geek Chat, the Point Fives, the What You Talk About Facebooks, and all of the other good things that we've done in our past four seasons. Four seasons? Or the middle of our fifth season, so wow. So yes, we we are we are definitely we're like a CW show though. No, we're more like a BBC show. There's a short number of episodes. In Not fact, BBC. that's like every internet show you watch now. It's like they only get like we get like thirteen and we're are and we're done. Here. Yep. So we will have a couple more episodes left. The last episode of the season will be December fifth. That will be our last one until the middle of January. And <laughs> we're hoping to have our uh, a winter uh, winter uh, mini series like we did over the summer when That's we right. had our hi- hiatus. So uh, stay tuned for that because we know that a lot of stuff is going to be happening, like um, X versus I versus IVX. X, um, and a couple other things that that's going to be happening as well. So we want you to know that we will still bring you um, our opinions, yeah, and, and our reviews. <laughs> but we just gotta take a break. So. That's right. Um, so without further ado, <coughs> the first thing that we do usually is go over our, uh, our nuggets Nuggets. and these are like little, little mini reviews of books that we really, really like. And we feel that you should, um, check out. That's right. Yeah. We started, we were doing it about just reviews of books. Um, we had brown nuggets too, but we figured, you know, let's just start talking about the stuff that we absolutely, absolutely love and that we want you to check out. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of number ones here. Um, but there are but there are stories that are continuing that are just really really good and you should try to you should try. Um, so that's that's what we kind of molded our nuggets into. So so any book that we're going to talk about now is guaranteed gold gold by our standards. So please check them out. Uh, Rich, what do you have first to talk about? So my first book I'm going to be talking about is Batman Detective Comics number nine forty four. Yes, from DC Comics. Yes, this book has been consistently good from the beginning, bringing together the younger Bat kids, Bat um, Batlings. I, I don't like calling them kids. Or, no, they're not. Because they're, they're, I guess partners would be good. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Really. No, I wouldn't go part. But also including Clayface, who's trying to turn over a new face. Um, 
Batgirl. Clayface, trying to turn over a new face. That's right. I like that. Batwoman, excuse me, is the leader, so kind of, under Batman. And this one introduces Batwing to the, the fold because we're now missing Dick. Not Dick. I mean, um, Tim. Sorry, Tim. Thank you, Whoa, Tim. Whoa, I had one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So, I saw that hamster struggling. <laughs> he was. He was running was struggling. and running. So Tim is dead. He's not really dead. He's just taken off the board for now. So in this, it's called The Victim Syndicate. And one of the things about this book is that uh, James Tinian IV, he's the writer, he's really pulling from old Batman mythos. So you're getting to see what happens to these people who are caught in the crossfire between Batman and whatever villain he's fighting and they're victims. They're and caught in a trap. They Yeah, and they've come together to take Batman down. And it, we just had something, the Monster Men, Hugo Strange tried to take Batman down. So we're getting these stories of, you know, the villain always tries to take down the hero, but in this he has a team. He has a team that he trusts. And... It's a very thin line what happens, uh, what might happen, I want to say, to spoiler. And that's a spoiler, but um, one of the, the, the main victim approaches Stephanie at the end. Because would you say Stephanie was caught as well because of what her dad was trying to do to Batman? Do you think she was caught in the crossfire? Um, I don't know if she was. Well, I would say yes. Because of how close she is to Batman. Well, then she almost died. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I just think that because because in this new iteration, they are really, really um, putting Stephanie, bringing Stephanie to the forefront, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think giving her just giving her her, her character justice, especially what happened in the other 52. What was it? The uh, Batman. What was the one where where, where Clue Master? was in it and her daughter and she was the daughter well she's still the daughter no no but i'm saying but that that whole thing with that like she, yeah. she's she's had such a such a, a connection to the bat family. to the batman and the family now that that of course you know she's going to you know be caught in the crossfire yes and i and i think it it, it even encapsulated encapsulates it even more because of her relationship to tim to tim yeah, yeah so. so i'm gonna recommend this so much the Detective Comics Volume 1, Rise of the Batman, comes in February. Because a lot of these older issues, because it was so well done, they went into second printings, and those are all sold out. So it's kind of hard to get your hands on the first set of these. Go for the trade in February. It's well worth your money. Yeah, this is one of the books that came out of Rebirth that has been that has been stellar. Like, each, each book, I mean, they're, they're knocking it out of the park. And then I just seem like every other week we talk about this. I just want to say Red Hood and the Outlaws, number four. This is actually number five because there was a rebirth issue. This book, for some reason, and if you've been following us and you, you've heard me talk, I was not the writer's biggest fan throughout the New 52. And I know a lot of people don't read anything with his name on it. And I have a couple customers who are staying away from this book, and I really wish they wouldn't. Who's the... Who's the who's the? Uh... I'm not... Oh, you want me to tell you the writer? Yeah. So the writer is Scott Lobdell. Come on. Everyone knows who that is, unless you're living under a rock. I mean, so he, was a, he was a 90s In X-Men the 90s, writer. I... Yeah, I read his X-Men stuff. Oh, yeah. He could do no wrong. It was... But it was in the New 52 where, where Scott Lobdell has really... Ugh, 
Um, but in this new rebirth of Red Hood, and the outlaws are now Artemis and Bizarro. It's like the anti-Trinity. Yeah, they're the anti-Trinity. And they're fighting or going against the Black Mask, who now his mask is changed from just the skull to this heavy bondage wear. Which I don't like. And they even talk about it. They joke about it in one of the yeah, issues. I, mean, I, I really wish it was... Well, who knows? Maybe he does have a skull underneath it, or maybe, he's, or he's or he's completely mangled or something. I don't know. But it's a J. It, if you're a fan of Jason Todd, this is the book for you, because Lobdell doesn't shy away from anything that's happened in the past. Past, not this brand new New Fifty Two version. Well, this he's is, weaving this is, it together though. Yeah, um, which is a, which is the hallmark of a good writer when you're able to weave in like stuff from a, from someone's continuity and and make it fresh. Yeah, he's really doing a good job on this. The best was the last page reveal, which throughout each issue, you're getting more and more tying all the issues together, which is what should happen in a comic. You shouldn't be confused going issue to issue. And there's some books that we no longer talk about on the Geek Chat that are just so confusing, I'll say. Not even confusing, just the writing's not there for us. This, the writing's been there. The art has been there. I am telling you, this is another book I think you should check out. And according to this, in May, Jesus, May, May, May will be the collection for these. Again, one of my nuggets. I love it. And we're going to be talking about another one of my would have been nuggets, but it's in our regular fold for this week. Yes. So I'm only talking about one nugget today because. It and yeah, he yelled at me. I always. For not having me. three. So because I'm actually going to be talking about an actual. Uh, Trade book. paperback, a book that. Um, How do I refresh this? Uh, you hit this button right here. Oh, and if you know what we're looking at, so the computers here, not just for shows, we're monitoring everything. We're also uh, talking to people. And oh, if you yeah. have any. Uh, so we're live on Facebook and we're live on MixLR. So if you have any things you want to talk about or, or, or comments you want to say to us, let us know. You cannot, no, you can't. <laughs> it's uh, not touch screen. So, so if you want to talk to us, please feel free to do it either on Facebook and or on Facebook and or um, oh. MixLR. So I'm trying to teach. I have no clue how to use this computer. Sorry that. guys. So you, you have to hit it just like this, Rich. Hold on. So you, this right here button. Right. Boop, oh, there you go. You That's don't have a button button. No. Okay. So talk about your book. Oh my God. So the book that I'm talking about is a manga. Which is a Japanese uh, manga? Uh, manga, manga. You can call it whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, but it's called My Hero Academia, and it is a. Uh, it's by Kohei Horikoshi. Hori, Kohei Kohei Horikoshi, Ooh. and Hello. it's uh, and it's about Japanese. So this guy, who the the, the creator, writer, artist, everything. Uh, loves superheroes and and Western comic books, and so this is his book about a pseudo sort of X Men uh, superhero comic book, and it's a, and it's a manga. And so in this world, people are born with quirks; they're mutants, and they're born with quirks. But ninety five plus ninety five percent of the population are born with these weird ass, you know, quirks that they can do special powers, and um. Only about twenty percent of them become or, or quirks that can be used to like for offense or defense. You know, some of them are just really weird. You know, someone can like grow their fingers out or some bullshit like that. But so only about twenty of them are actually used for like offense or defense. And and out of those twenty percent, like 
probably like I want to say five percent. I was five percent become villains, and then the rest, or or more like you know ten percent, five percent become villains, ten percent becomes superheroes, and it's about stories about those people and them becoming those superheroes to fight villains. And this one kid, uh, Miori, he was born quirkless so he doesn't have a quirk oh he was born quirkless but he was but of course and on always in all japanese manga he is like fighting to like he, he he must be the best and he must he must help out so he so he, he became like a, a a nerd for superheroes so he was always writing in his book and then he meets the superhero called all might and and he is a superhero from the west so he's drawn like a like a normal like, like a character of of a superhero, which is hilarious because everyone else has giant eyes like that, but 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 All Might has like very small eyes and he's very like you know he's very um, superheroy, and he wanted to pass on his quirk is to pass on this All Might this power to 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 someone else, and the power is is like the ability to like you know use one hundred percent of your body to to do whatever. And he passes it on to other people. So there's been successors and he's dying. And so he gives it to this kid because of his, he's true of heart. And it's just about him becoming this superhero to, to be better than his mat, his, his, his sensei or his, or his, or his, his idol. And in this one, he, he, he's, he's an intern, you know, he's interning with all might's superhero, which is his, his mentor, which is called, uh, Grand Torino, and he's this weird kind of older, super short Clint Eastwood kind of character who has his power sort of like Speedball. It's so bizarre, and then it's just a really fun story. And then there's just there's just the villains. There's like villains, a group of villains who wants to you know cause chaos and destruction, and and he has this. He's like all emo and shit. And he has his he has all these hands grasping him on his face and everything, and he's kind of crazy. And and his touch disintegrates matter. And then the other this other guy, who's the hero killer, and his power is he he has all these blades around him. And his power is if he cuts you, and is able to to lick your blood, he can paralyze you. And it and it's based on different types of uh, however long it can paralyze you. It depends on the types of blood that you have. So or the types of blood like your blood type. You know he can paralyze longer depending on your blood type. He so, looks like a turtle. It kind of does, but it's just a really fun story, and they're all working together to they fight. They even and... show you how to read it. Yes, because it's read it's read backwards. Backwards. They tell you exactly how to read the panel layout. But it's um it's issues it's uh issue six. Um, it's well, over, right? No, well, oh. no. It's just it's 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 a like it's it's two hundred plus pages of just you know black and white comic book goodness, and and you basically read it, and then you wait for the next one to come out. Or you can watch a TV show because there's a TV show on Netflix. Sorry, on a on on Hulu, for it as well. So, mm-hmm. fantastic show or fantastic book. You should really read it. And so, without further ado, let's get to our reviews. First shall book we? up this week is Invincible Iron Man. I just shut the damn page where I had all the names. So, Invincible Iron Man. I know it's by Michael uh, Brian Michael Bendis. Stefano Caselli is the artist. Marte Garcia was the color artist. VCs Clayton Cowles did the lettering. And then the cover was, this cover was uh, Caselli. And uh, I have to say this cover I would not have went with as a retailer. I think the other cover would have done a lot better showing exactly what makes this book so special. And what, and what makes like. it And what makes it so different. Yes. And just because at the bottom it says, you know, Riri Williams' Ironheart, that really doesn't tell you anything about this book. Yeah, I don't like that book either because she doesn't even appear in that armor in the in the in the uh 
in the book at all. No, she shows up in some Iron Man Transformer. I loved it. That she built. That she built. Okay, so Riri Williams. She's intelligent. She's a super genius who uh, was very bored as a child. And this the story is told in a past, now, past, now, past, now. So for people that get confused really easy about what's going on, I feel bad. But there's a mutant in this book, which was really weird. A, they, mutant, a mutant we haven't seen in a very long time. That they pulled out of their asses and they're like, okay, you know what? We can use her. We haven't, they haven't I seen guess, her in a long time. I guess the cloud did not touch her. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Or the number of mutants didn't touch her. That's right. So what happens in the book, Rich? So the book is all about her origin and why she's doing what she does. So her and this girl from next door create a great bond. They're friends. And then... Because um, Riri was sort of socially awkward because she was bored. She was bored because she's so smart. And so what I thought was really cool was when she was younger, she was acting out. And so the teacher, the, the principal or guidance counselor or whatever, was talking to her parents when she was a kid and said, Hey, we will do our part to fill her mind and keep her busy. You need to, to to fill her heart and keep her and keep and keep her, you know, a human. Make make her a human being. And that's what it was about. So, so while she is super smart, she's kind of socially awkward. Yeah, she's building stuff in the garage, and she meets Natalie, and her and Natalie form a bond, and then Natalie dies horrifically. And so does her stepfather. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah, gangland Just pile shooting. on the tragedy for this poor girl. Yeah, she was saved by the stepdad that she didn't really care for, nope. and and the stepdad and Natalie were killed, and so now she's kind now of go to feverish. fast forward. Yeah, she's feverishly trying to protect people now, and she shows up in the uh, Iron Man armor or the Iron Armor she built, and takes on this mutant. Figures out what to do. Animax. Animax. I haven't seen her in forever. She was amazing. And I'm glad that they talked about her power and what she could do. Which that was cool. Like I liked I like I sort of liked her redesign. She looked kinda cute. Yeah, she looks like um someone from uh, Wildstorm Universe, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> she does. She does. She, okay. I can't think of her name. Yes. She was in Wildcats. Um, and instead of the circle, she's got a star on her chest. So what was great about this was how she uses Zealot. the armor. Zealot, that's her. It looked like Zealot. Um, and what she does with the gauntlets and how she uses them against police. Cause the police have no clue who she is. So the end, I don't know they if try you to wanna, shoot her. I don't know if you want to talk about the end. Sure. The spoiler. Fuck this. Yeah. Marvel did this all bullshit themselves. So I guess Iron Man is dead or, uh, oh no, or I don't think body, he's dead. Or I his think, body's in a coma. I think he's in a coma, like I don't know. but his body is broken. So he downloads his AI and it just happens. But we already to, saw that. We already saw that in, in Invincible and in, uh, in the Doctor Doom one. Right. But this time, for this, it goes into her armor. And now they're going to work together. So, yeah, so it looks like Tony is going going to help Riri. Yeah, build. So Tony's going to help Riri become the new Iron Man or Iron Heart or something. Because Riri was complaining that she has no AI. She can't. She has no targeting system. It's just her operating it. I mean, and she has like rocket fists and all sort of bullshit. But but she has oh, no. Oh, don't call it bullshit. I love that when I mean, she, it was she, cute. It was, she, it was cute. So she launched the fists. The art was spectacular. The, yes, the art was spectacular. The, uh, but the one thing that I did not like about it, and mm-hmm. I spoke to Rich about this before, is I don't. I, I thought the gangland shooting 
and her her best friend dying and and all that stuff due to like you know you know crime or urban crime or whatever you want to call it just was it, it was it was cliche to me and it was like it, it was unnecessary you know for me it just felt very very forced and very unnecessary in order to give her uh, a reason to care yeah you know just yeah like that's her reason to care i don't know yes frank uh tony is an a tony is an ai now yep. that, that's what makes me think that his body is his most likely in a coma or some bullshit Shut like down that. like he yeah, yeah. gets taken down i was telling Coop today I, it'd be really bad for them to kill tony stark after killing Rhodey and banner and then tony stark i don't think they're going to i think he's just gonna be taken you know just a siesta <laughs> taken he's taken off the board again there's a lot of people that they're just making sure aren't being used but but do you think that tony will become her ai in her suit and yeah so why tony not that'd tony be funny will be her tony will be sort of her friday i mean that'd be kind of interesting to have this kind of it's it's sort of like a pseudo firestorm kind of thing where where the, the older more well instead of jarvis it's like he literally becomes jarvis now to, to oh, her I thought tony. you were talking about firestorm well, yeah, it's like, but it's like Firestorm. That, that's how it would be. It's like she's just as smart as him, but he's going to be trying to teach her how to be a superhero yeah. as well as well as teaching her, you know, how to be more um, heroic. More, yeah, her, 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 heroic. Heroic. So one other thing is this cover I really think does a disservice because the last time we saw a female in an armor, it was rescue. And this, to me, is kind of rescue-ish. In the way, but Rescue's armor was, I think, pink, wasn't it? I know. I I disagreed with you, Frank. Damn it. Yes, yes, it was pink. So her her outfit <laughs> looks just like. Uh, He's in a mood. Now I'm not. I'm fine. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so two thumbs up. Uh, yes. Okay. Wow, that was a hesitant. So the next one. Oh, we're gonna... oh, being her AI. Yes, yes. That's what we just said. Okay. No, he said he's he's saying that he said that first. Oh. It's your thing, Frank. Sure. Sure. So, Amazing Spider-Man, Renew Your Vows, number one from Marvel. And where's Renew Your Vows from? Secret Wars 2. And what happened in that one? Doom took over. Can I get this part (laughs) out of the way? So, the first story, there's three in here. The first story, Brawl in the Family. Jerry Conway was the writer. Ryan Stegman, the artist. Sonia Obak was the colorist. And VC's Joe Caramanga did the lettering. What did you think? I enjoyed it. You did. Yes. I I think the days of editors being scared of having their properties grow um are scared of their properties growing and having families and having kids and, and doing stuff like that are over. I think because we have Batman having a kid, we have Superman having a kid, and now we have Spider Man having a kid, this speaks to a change in the fact that they're willing to to explore um stories about family about these superheroes you know giving them more to live for and saying that this is okay now the only problem with that is i really wish that this was in continuity exactly and Uh, one of our listeners terry wondered why this happens we don't have that answer no we have no clue where this happens it happens in it happens in whatever reality that franklin and them (laughs) made you know in a reality and where it lived you know and everything was great so we get a couple villains in here to start off the first one. We get um, right in the beginning, it's Scorpion with his really cool big ass whiplash tail. That 
was a really great that was a really great redesign. Like I really liked the way he looked with that mm-hmm. giant ass tail that he was flipping around and killing him and it's just the way his face looked and everything. He just looked he looked really cool. Yes. Then we get the Morloids. Yes, so yeah, and, and and was that dinosaur red? Was that dinosaur red? Yeah, cuz he was riding a red dinosaur. Oh, no, yeah, it's not red. It's a regular dinosaur. I thought, "Oh my god, you know, it's it's devil dinosaur, the mole man." What and the then hell? we get Mole Man, a, another kind of redesigned Mole Man. Which is great, you know. Uh but the most different about this in any other Spider-Man book is that we get MJ in a costume and the daughter in a costume. Yep, they are the family that fights crime together, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I loved seeing her there. I loved, and the thing that that, that made it cool for me was it was like she just kind of jumped in, and he and she reminded him like, remember we we do this together. Like we we are a family that fights together, mm-hmm. and it's like instead of him feeling that he needed to protect them, they're able to protect each other, and I right. and I love that. It's it's like he finally respects. Like the editors and the people in charge are finally respecting that they could all work together as as a family unit, and we can actually have stories about this. And, and not everything's gonna this. not everything's gonna work out for them because at the end, Annie gets caught. Yep, Nanny gets caught because she is she's young she's and she's still learning and she's learning. She's a vegetable, impressionable. Oh, impressionable. So I don't know. Spiders vegetable. <laughs> so the middle one is just this really cute story. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm gonna finish. I'm oh. talking more about it. It's like they, they, okay. actually, they, actually, they actually talked about was, Regent I, and how she got her powers. Well, that's what I was gonna say. In the third, the third story, it talks about them designing yes. the costumes and how she's able to this normal woman be able to have powers or so-called powers. Yeah, because because at the end of at the end of the renew your vows, she actually used. Regents. Exactly. Suit. So this is what I mean. It's like they're they're digging up a little bit of stuff out of out of that continuity and bringing it, even if it's something that was just last year. You know, I really I really liked this book, and I really <laughs> wished I really wished it was it was in continuity. And this is and this is what Marvel had did instead of had uh, one had done instead of one more day. You know, or um, or the the bargain or whatever the fuck it's called, Mephisto. Yes. Like I really wish this would have been. The way they went, but again, also, we did also, get you know Infinite Spider-Man. You and couldn't have like Dan Slott was working on this ginormous story that's still unraveling. That's true. So I mean, you, I think it would have been cool had he not been working on that. If when we came out of Secret Wars, when with the new Marvel, this was the book that we got. Well, that'd have been cool. That would have been cool too. But again, I'm, I, I'm enjoying seeing it as an alternate tale. And I gotta say, Ryan Stegman's art, I've missed it. I love his art. It is. It isn't his hyper um, elongated style that he had. Remember that very yeah. first, uh, oh, yeah. what was it, Uncanny Avengers yeah, that he did? Yeah, people are freaked it out was, about yeah, it. Yeah, this is just back down to him drawing Spider-Man, you know, thin and lanky and muscly. It's It was really good, really yeah. good issue. His MJ is not, it's not over boobicized. I mean, it's not ginormous. Everyone just looks great. It's a great looking book, too. Yeah, I great, great stuff. Your turn. My turn. Your turn. So now we're going to review a book that that Rich really enjoyed, and I was kind of confused <laughs> with. Like I was confused. It's it's a uh, it's called Violent Love, and it's very violent. It is. I'm not going to lie to you. This book is very violent. From and Image Comics. From Image Comics. It's Crime and Romance. It's issue number one, and it's by uh, written by Frank J. Barbary, art by Victor Santos, designed by uh, Dylan Todd. Dylan? Uh, 
I wish it was Dylan or Dylan. That's fine. Because there's no O. It's Dylan. It's Dylan? Dylan. Okay. Dylan Todd. Or Dylan. I don't know. Okay. So this book takes place in Texas in the 80s. It takes place in Texas in, in the, the 60s. It <laughs> uh, takes place in Texas all over this time 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 frame. And, and in which this woman is... You can tell it better than I do. All right. I, I'm sorry. I was really confused with this book, seriously, because because the way it jumped around in the in the time frame, I and then was someone not. was telling a story about about yes. someone in the past. Yes. But I'm kind of thinking, was it alluding to this is the guy that's in the story? That's what I think. And I was like, but the woman is not there, and you know, some kind of like I don't know. There's just a lot of shit going on. So this young girl goes to know. visit this older gentleman, and she sees on the on the wall. A wanted FBI poster for Rock Bradley and Daisy Jane. Rock Bradley. Rock Bradley. So he says this. So this just happens. They also saved my life. So we already know this guy knows he's this couple. And they shared, and they even say this, and I kind of rolled my eyes with this part. But You're like Bonnie and Clyde. They shared a violent love that damn near consumed everything in its wake. So this issue is actually the telling of Daisy. And we get Daisy and why she is like this. Or at least it's the beginning of how she has turned so violent. And really that's where, I mean, it was violent to start with. Yes. Um, she's She starts off as a waitress. She hates the job. She really can't control her temper. She Some guy slaps her ass. She dumps food on him. She gets taken, you know, go home for the day. And she she's the guy off. <laughs> she she goes back to her dad. Her dad, we think, is just a car a good one of the best car repairs. Mm. We learn he actually is in with the mob and he is in with oh my god, the name and what he does. What is it? Nails, nails, nails. Johnny Nails, who actually nails nails into people as he tortures yeah, them. Yeah, he nails them to various things. And then he cracks their head open with hammers so we see it and it's in almost like uh the back of a slaughterhouse yeah definitely and so you really don't you're you're really not putting two and two together and then they get in an accident and the whole the rest i don't want to ruin the story because i really liked it the rest of the story really tells the story of what happens between jane and jane daisy and her um dad and the falling out they have for reasons. The worst is the end when uh, she is faced with burning to death, and you're like, "How does she survive?" Yep. Like, and that was I just, that's another thing. It's like, I, again, I mean, the I think I might read it again as a trade because I don't like. I I think for this one, I need to see the story all laid out. You know, I don't know. Something about it being episodic was was somewhat confusing for me, just just because of the time jumps. I mean, I might try to read it again, and it's not. I, I don't. I don't know. Like I've I've never had really had that that problem with the with the comic. Like I that. know it's you like, haven't. That's what's shocking. That's why I was just like I'm just kind of trying. When you to told read me that, I'm like, really? Yeah. I, and then I then I got some weird like like someone was was I, was 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 gay. Or that's something. Mother Panic. I'm telling you, that was in Mother Panic. I don't know. It was just it was just a really it was just a really like. It's very hard for me to wrap my head around. So. I really liked it. I thought it was a it was a good start to the story. It's unraveling. We're learning for this. We're learning a little bit more about the man who's talking, who's telling the story, yeah. and we're learning about this this two lovers that loved each other that 
All we know is they died in a bloody shootout or something. It was they. But we haven't met the guy yet. Right, but they 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 end. They show you how it ends. Yes. So we know they die very violently yeah. together. So yeah. it's violent love. But we will probably meet the guy in the next issue. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. Violent love number one from Image Comics, and it's uh. Three ninety nine, but Go it's it a lot. It, I mean, yeah, it really is. They big... don't put they don't put their ads in anywhere in between it. Yeah, it's, it's a... all story people, and it's. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you like crime noir, um, it is very kind of stuff. Then you probably will like this. You probably will like that. Good love is not safe. There you go. <laughs> do the uh, thing. Do the thing. All right, everybody. So, um, thank you so much for tuning in to the Geek Chat. Um, we're here every Monday uh, from six to seven on MixLR, or or we stream it live on uh, our Facebook group, which is uh, the Geek Chat. If you want to join the Facebook group, go to Geek Chat. Sorry, go to the Facebook <laughs> and search. Go to go to the Facebook groups and search the Geek Chat, wow. and then you can join us. Um, if you don't want to listen to us live, which is fine, it's totally you're right. Um, you can go <laughs> to ch- bad. <laughs> you can go to uh, MixLR. Sorry, you can go to uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Holy shit! Do I got to do this too? You can if you want. Go to SoundCloud Tuesdays. It's posted by one, hopefully, and then on SoundCloud you can also go and check out everything we've ever done. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher. Um, you can find us on Tumblr. Find us on Google Plus because why not? You can also find us on thegeekchat.com. That's right. So uh, please check out our other stuff because we have um, what four and a half, five and a half seasons of stuff Something that we've like done. That. So tons of stuff. So go check it out. All right, the next book up. We love this book. I it's fucking nine issues, and they've all been amazing. And all we're just gonna we're gonna go into this one because it's just part one of the new storyline. Which is hilarious because the the rebirth was just. Terrible, but the the you the, hated that first issue. I hated that first issue, but now you we really know why. Did. We now we now we know why. Yes, he was able to because in the last issue, how Joran used all that power that he used to forge his ring with his own will, the gauntlet thing he had, he he channeled that through himself, I guess, and made this made this powerful ring, and then he Novad in the last issue. Novad, Novad, and then uh, I had so, to order Nova number one. And so now we and so now we have the aftermath of of how Jordan being quote unquote deceased. I wonder how long that's gonna last. Two, two episodes. No, I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. So it's Hell Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, number eight. The writer is Robert Venditti. Artist is Ethan Van Siver. Colorist is Jason Wright. Letter Dave Sharp. So in this, the two corps. I love when people said that. The two corps have to come together. Did you have you been here when people do that? Do what? Call it the corpse. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to call it the corpse. The corpse. Mm-hmm. This is corpse. not. This is not the corpse. This is actually the opposite. This book's been really good. So Serenic is still in charge of the yellow, and as much as John doesn't want her to join because he doesn't trust the the yellow, um, she helps. Now reading this, we were talking about this before the show. So I was reading this on Tuesday, and Coos, you know, next to me reading whatever he was reading. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then I turn the page. I'm just going to ruin it for y'all. It's Starro. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Because it's this giant star. If you have no clue who Starro is, it's this giant star. It's a great splash page. It is. And he sends out the spores. And they're they're starfish. And they go like this. And they control you. 
and as if that wasn't big enough, and you're like, oh my god, that's so cool. That's how we got Coog, by the way. <laughs> Shh. Um, the last page, I was like, holy shit, we get fucking old school Brainiac. Now, this book not only brings together the two cores, so you got all these members. Now Starro, now Brainiac, and all well, Star these worlds. Was just a, Star was just a red herring, right? But it's like love. It's the, it's the classic Brainiac. Yes. It's, classic it's classic everything. Brainiac, yeah, and Starro was it's just really good. Like that was really tickling the old tickling. nostalgia nostalgia button. It tickled you. It tickled my nostalgia button really, really hard. Oh, know, like, and then at the end, they talk about something that happened. Is this back from Blackest Night? Yep. That's what I thought. Yep, from when so, the Guardians left. So Syed and Ganthet, is that his name? I think that's his name. Um, show back up, and now the exile has ended. I'm like, what? Yep, the Guardians, the original Guardians are going to be back. I I'm love like, this. Lots of shit. Book. Lots of shit are, is going to be happening. But it's weird, though. Do you think Sinestro is really dead? No, I don't think either one of them are. I think Sinestro is going to be off the table for a while, though. Now, I think I think uh, Hal Jordan is not dead. Number one. Oh no! But I do think that Sinestro is going to be. His uh, name is on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to say, if you read this book, and we say you should pick this up, this book is amazing. February, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, Volume One, Sinestro's Law starts it all off. Get it? I just want to say one thing uh, about this book. Unfortunately, I was looking. At September's numbers, they've released them. We love it when he talks about numbers, people. So, so pay attention. numbers are very important. And we talk about, well, he likes to talk about trade waiting. The problem with trade waiting is people that wait, they're like, I'll wait for the trade. Books might be canceled. And I got two things I want to talk about real quick. Hell Jordan started off the number one, the Rebirth one, sold 113965 the number five dropped, it dropped to half that. That's only 50,000. So that's how many people are not reading this book. That's how many numbers that retailers did not order because no one's reading this book. I think it's so sad that I don't understand why people didn't want to get in on it. I, I, I'm, I know that DC had a really bad track record, but I really feel like right now a lot of these books are good. Um, now the weird thing, Raven, the number one, which we didn't review or read, um, only sold 28,000, 28,000, yet it's getting a second printing. That to me is a waste of paper. Just wait for the trade at that point. It's only five issues. Why do you think it gets one and Green Lantern doesn't, or not doesn't, but why do you think it gets- Well, no, one of the things is they haven't given Midnight or Apollo, which sold out completely. I should see if it sold more. Uh, the number one should be for next month. But I want to look at those numbers. Why hasn't that gotten a second printing? I just think numbers are, diff- are kind of weird. Well, do you, think that, do you think for some reason they're they're wanting to push Raven more for some reason? I like, do because I, I, of the Titans, Teen Titans. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, um, Because I think they're trying to mix. Because we know that what DC is doing is trying to bring back a lot of the old stuff. I think with this new Raven book, they're trying to erase some of the things that the new 52 did. I mean, that makes sense. Um, but I really wish that they would get behind uh, Apollo and Midnighter because that, that comic book is really, really that good. That number two was amazing. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they're... Well, I don't know. 
Who knows? But I do want to say, Scarlet Witch, the number 10, these numbers are horrible. 15,000 copies. One of those is Terry. (laughs) And I feel like that book is still holding on at 15. Like, that's very low for, for a Marvel book. And Desmond's favorite book, Aquaman, is no longer the fourth worst-selling DC Rebirth title. Or third. I'm sorry. I totally ruined my damn joke. It's no longer the third ha. worst. It's now the fourth worst. So it's moving Slow up. Slow and steady Slow wins and the steady. race, people. I ruined it. It's, it's, go, it's, it's growing. See, people are, people are slowly tuning in. All those, all those people that don't all buy right. Green Lantern are going to move over to Aquaman. It'll be awesome. No, they're not. What else did you want to talk about? That's it. That's it? That's what it. What you want to talk about, Batgirl? Batgirl's number three. Yeah, Batgirl's the number third worst-selling DC title. Uh, New Superman is number three, and no. Hellblazer is number two. No, no, no. Those are the issues. That's oh. the number one. Hellblazer is their worst book. And I, again, I can tell you why. The reason why it is their worst book is because this is not the true John Constantine that people want to read about. They want to read the Hellblazer. They want to read the one that was in the Vertigo. Like okay. I, I understand why they just don't allow him to be more... The characters that that's the problem. It's like let these characters be the characters they're supposed to be. And you think that's why it's the worst selling rebirth? Yeah, book? because people don't like people don't like him being in the in the Marvel. Sorry, the, <laughs> people don't like him being in the in the main DCU. I'm serious. They don't like it. They they want him to be that that chain smoking crazy you know man. And that, that's the problem. So what do you think, New Superman? New Superman. The, it's number three even. I think New Superman was just too niche. You know, I think it was just too niche. And and for some reason, I just didn't like the way his characterization was. And I read a lot of those issues. And I was just like, Ugh, there's nah. only been three out. But I read them all. And I was just like, <laughs> like, I read those issues. And I was just like, this kid is just not fun. And just the way he acts and just everything about the book is just kind of off and then Batgirl being the third worst see I don't understand about that though like I don't know like Batman is on this or Batwoman Batgirl sorry is on this weird kind of spiritual quest maybe it's because people this is backlash because it's not the Burnside Batwoman or Batgirl Uh, maybe that's why but I don't know like (coughs) I I can only speculate as to why this is happening but a lot of these especially Batgirl like it had a it had a very good run and now they're doing something different and, and i think what happened is we're seeing the influx of people who are reading that book for what she had become are not liking what she is now and i think that's the problem with that so one. it's the opposite of what happened for all the people that dropped the back or the burn side exactly wow so I, I think we're seeing it again and i think it's the same thing about hellblazer he is not the person that people want to see and i think that's the problem whereas when we read about Hal Jordan or Superman, they are they're, who they're supposed to be. They're who they're supposed yeah, to be pre fifty two. Exactly, they're the, they are acting heroic. They are acting like how people All imagine right. them and and how they and how they should be. So why is your Aquaman, who's going to have a feature film, as in is in the new Justice League? Why is he selling so poorly? Uh, probably because people never really got behind Aquaman. Because he talks to fishes? Probably. And because that joke is still there. Yeah. That the family guy keeps going on about yeah, like so all these shows trash guy, on him. Yeah, he gets trashed on, and that's and that's why people cannot take him seriously. But I tell you this. You've read um, every issue, and you love this book. I do that. I do. But what's going to happen is this is not this is not the Aquaman we're going to have post um post Aquaman movie I swear to God we will have more of an Aquaman looks like Jason Moa that's not a bad thing I'm just saying ready for the backlash that's what's gonna happen <laughs> so 
um, and then we'll, we'll then then we'll see some some of the numbers rise as people jump on to see this new Aquaman that's more like the movie they just so saw. A rebirth, rebirth. Yeah, and then and then it's going to go back down again. I really believe so. All right, the next book we're going to get into is Avengers one point one. As a retailer, I fucking hate the point ones. It's impossible in the system. Don't name it point one. I so hate these. But this is point one. Why do you hate it? Because the next issue is 2.1. Wouldn't it be 1.2? No. And it's it's when you're going through the Avengers stuff in the Diamonds database, it's so hard to find a point. Like this is just, in Marvel, <laughs> why do you need a point? Just call it the old Avengers. Call it, I don't know. Retro book, Avengers. Retro Avengers. I just think having a point confuses people all the time. And now that there's going to be a 2.1, I don't know. That's just me. So this was done. Mark Wade was the writer. The penciler is Barry Kitson. Inker is Mark Farmer. Colorist is Jordan Boyd. Letter was Farron Delgado. Trade bait. I hate when you say that so much. Because it is. They are writing a story about the transition period uh, between the original going into the new. Well, all the people that bitch about the Avengers not being their Avengers... This is this is what you get. This is Marvel said oh, fine. I didn't say it was bad. Quite quite the contrary. I kind of liked it, but it's trade bait. That's all it is. Mm. Seriously. Well, I, I never said trade bait is a synonymous with 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 a bad story. It's just no. This is trade bait because this will have no bearing on anything that happens in the book. I will agree with that statement. You know, and it's fun to read. You know, alternate that, stuff. I'll agree with that. If this was a fun book to read, yeah. The, the colors, I mean, it's, I'm going to hate saying this, but it's the Hawkeye I'd rather see yeah. than, this, than, the, than the Hawkeye we get. That's true. This Hawkeye, Mark Wade knows how to write Hawkeye and everything. Like, you know, seeing, seeing the tribulations between, you know, Captain America and having to have these new recruits was kind of, was kind of fun. Wasn't there, we'd have to ask Roger because Roger usually knows this stuff. <coughs> was, I thought there were more than just those four. Nope, it was Cap's kooky car- quartet. Oh, that was it in the beginning. It was fun to see Medusa be Medusa. (laughs) I know that was such a weird iteration of her. I was like, I forgot to use it the frightful form. Uh huh. You know, we we get so they take down. um, Well, they don't take down really anyone in the beginning. It's all about the coming out. We get to meet the old guard. The old guard hands the keys to Steve and says, "Here you go, bye." And he's left with Hawkeye and two mutants. To to uh, reformed mutants and a reformed circus that guy. Correct. Captain America is just like so beside himself. He's just like, uh, what if it's revealed that this is a retelling of Captain America because now he's a, he's a he's a shield agent well, or a, a, a hydra, a, agent. hydra agent? That'd be kind of cool. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be the twist to this? Uh huh. Yeah, I would like that. Well, that would be cool. But like Hawkeye wants to leave. But it's like not. we're seeing these things. No, it's so not going to be. They're not. They're not that smart. Um. You know, it's just, it's behind the scenes. We get Wanda, she's all mopey and crying. And I think, though, the, he, Mark Wade is not writing Pietro to be as douchey and overbearing as he always was. No. Because in those old books, no. he always told her what to do. Yep. He was much more forceful. And she in was much this, more cow, she, she much more cowled away and like, oh. And in this, he's just not, he's just not. He's not as, a douche. No, he's not. And that's the problem. He, they they should have made him more douchey. Yes, and, that's the and flaw him, of this book. And him and 
uh, Hawkeye should have been butt, butt, butting heads a little bit yep. more. Um, and then they go after the Frightful Four, and things do not go well for this new team <laughs> at but, all. But, but the, thing that was, the thing that made me laugh so much is that the reason why the Frightful Four took on the Avengers is because they, they wanted to. There was no other reason, and that's usually how those old stories started. Yep. You notice that nowadays the, the villain just has to have a reason no, to do something. Nowadays, heroes don't fight villains. Heroes well, fight heroes. It's true. And that's what's bad. That's another reason why I liked this book is because it just felt I mean, they got their ass handed to them. Now you were happy they got their asses handed well, be- to them. Well, because they're not they're they're, they're not, a, not team a team yet. yet. Yeah. No, and like and fucking Wanda watching. Like, oh yeah. What it's, have we done? Oh, it's like, it's oh, narrated God. by Wa- uh No, by Wasp, not That's, Wanda. Oh, sorry, Janet. It's it's Ooh, narrated by Janet, and uh, at the very end, she sees what have we done. It was fun, and I love Barry Kitson's art. I think he's one of those artists that he doesn't get enough credit. He draws very solid figures. And I thought the colors weren't. As, I thought the colors were off. You did. The colors were a, were a bit too. You don't think it was to be retro? Maybe that's why. But the colors looked a bit. Well, we're weird. not used to seeing, you know, Wanda in the bright red and the pink. We're not used to seeing Cap in a blue. And and I always thought her her thing was like a tiara, like it was a cutout thing that she wore. No, in the very beginning, it was like a wimple. It was it was a full a full hood. A wimple. Isn't a wimple that? Or is that the is the wimple that <laughs> Roger, he's laughing at you. I learned that word from Roger. Oh, I never heard that word. <laughs> Look oh it my up. God. Look it up right now. Wimple. So I, if I ever have a costume and fight crime, I'm wearing a wimple. <laughs> I'm saying it now. You heard it here, folks. I'm I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was that throwaway. I'd still say pick it up. Yeah, definitely pick it up. Definitely pick it up. Trade bait. Now okay. we're gonna move on to we're gonna move on to one of Rich's most okay. favorite books I ever. Tell I you I was kind of weirded out that he really liked this book. Seriously, I was like, "What have you done to Rich? <laughs> Who are you? So, You're a fucking alien." Get again, out of here. if you've been listening to us, I usually don't agree with the kids' books he makes me read. <laughs> I read you them. make me fucking read them. Oh. I hate them. I don't think I've liked one you've told me to read. Well, this week we got Mega Princess number one of five. From Boom Studios. It's part of their Kaboom. Um, and it's written by Kelly Thompson, who writes Gem. And I love Gem. And she's going to be writing the new Hawkeye book. I'm like, what the hell? Okay, I'll give it a try. Written by Kelly Thompson, illustrated by Brianne Drewhard, colored by M. Victoria Robato, lettered by Warren Montgomery. Um, and it was created by Kelly Thompson, Adam Green, and Brianne Drewhard. I got to tell you, I, was, I read this last. Didn't want to read it. I complained about having to read it today. I Such a sourpuss. I picked it up. I read this after I read Mother Panic, too. <laughs> wow. And it was completely night and day. And I'm like, okay, God, it's a girl on a flying horse. What horror am I going to have to read? And on the very first page, you're like, oh, God. So it's another girl that wants to be a detective, and I think that's great. Yes. She's in her treehouse, and she's dressed normal, and then her mother's dressed like a fucking princess. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. So it's all about (laughs) this girl, Max, who is a princess, and she's turning 10, and she has to do her princessly duties and one of the duties is like a coronation almost she has to ride her horse and do the show jumping and that's when the fun started because 
jerk pony is what she calls the, she wants nothing to do with she doesn't even like the horse and the horse doesn't like her the horse doesn't like her so she calls it jerk pony and she puts on this suit that she d- she made for it that can make it shrink or fly or grow a unicorn horn it's just like she is like the riri of but it's all but it's all in her imagination though. right it's all in her imagination and she cuz she wants to be a detective she doesn't want to be a princess nope and there are the just laugh out loud one liners throughout this whole thing. I yeah. found myself laughing. She's a, she's a little bastard. She is. And the har- the horse is so sarcastic. And Cuz at first the horse the horse doesn't speak. Right. And you just see the through the art which the art is very I can't believe I liked this art. It is it's It's like um what's his name? Uh Scotty Young Light. It is it's very light yeah. like. Um and then she meets her fairy godmother who she still doesn't believe. Who's like this goth chick fairy godmother it's very funny and she's going through she, they're just it's just funny about she's always questioning max is always questioning things she the she has she can find out she has power she can't fly she doesn't have laser eyes she doesn't have metal finger claws she's not very happy about this new power she can talk to her horse so she well, finally understands what well, the horse is saying well no she has the power of every uh, uh, every other princess. princess yes so and, she has the power to be anything and that's where the joke Mega Princess comes in because yeah. the horse calls her Mega Princess. Because the horse now can talk. Yes. Well, and, no, and she can now understand the horse. No, the horse talks, and the the mother the mother hears it. The mother's oh, like, I didn't realize. Yeah, that the mother's part. like, "Is the horse talking?" And she's like, "Yes." And it's like totally like, "No, okay. no, no, no." She says, "Are you talking to Justine?" Yeah, new power. She doesn't know what she's saying. You think so? Yeah. I thought she actually okay. No, because then she says, "Well, that will be nice for you both." Oh, so and then the armor that she made now is real. So this horse now is like like Mega Pony or something. And then lots of funny things happen because I still laughed out loud. The how the story ends and what makes me want to read the next issue so is that she gets missing. She gets her chance to be a detective with her princess powers. Yes. And I was like, God damn it! Why did you make me read this book? I really thought this was a fun book. I'll tell you when this is traded. This is going to be going in both the kids section and the young adult section. Yeah, I wouldn't say this is trade bait. Like if you have a kid this out there, this was fun. If you have a kid or you just like lighthearted, very, you know, lighthearted fun stuff. This is that's well written. That's well written. This is the thing with this book. A lot well of the written. things you make me read are groan worthy, and I cringe at having to read it. This I actually was written really well. I love you too. <laughs> what well, I'm complimenting something. Mm-hmm. So. So uh, we're running out of time. Oh my uh, god! So we only have a couple more to review. So we're only going to pick the pick the one we want to review. But I think we should review that one. You because, do, yeah, because we reviewed all, all the other three. So we need to review this one as well. Okay. Uh, so oh, because it's the number one. Yep. Yeah. And then, so the last one we're going to read or we're going to review is Mother Panic, and that's the one. Uh, is the last book from Young Animal, which is the uh, which is the new. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, Who? The person young who young animal. There's young animal, but the guy from My Chemical Romance. I can never remember his name. Way. Yeah, Jared Way. So, so it's it's his so small imprint through DC, which is Young Animal. And it's all these cool hip kids doing their thing. And this one is Mother Panic. And Mother Panic is um, a debutante. A debut. Mother Panic is Batwoman light. Oof. And it's uh, and she's a woman who. It's set in the DC universe, um, and it's which it also has a cameo from Batman. Has a cameo from Batman, but gotta this mother, have your Batman cameo. 
But this this character is another vigilante, but she deals with what seems to be much more weirder crimes like because there's this woman who's an artist but she's like flaying people and dropping their blood on the canvas and having this other stuff and so i've done that so yeah i'm sure you have um so i haven't done this is why he's lying uh so this is but it's i don't know there's something with this book that just seemed very derivative of, of everything else that i've read and it seems it seems like she's the 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 hook is that she is it looks like she's she's like a drug addict or, or she uses drugs or something Ooh. is bringing her back. They, she gets injected with something at the beginning. Like she's, see, she, she's getting injected with something. So she, she has demons, I guess. And, and so they, and so she's, she's back and she went around the world, sort of like what Batman did. And then she's fighting, you know, crime, sort of like Batman does. And <laughs> she has a plane, just like Batman, Batman does. And she has money, just like Batman does. But, but again, but of course it's this weird kind of art thing. So, so she's. Is she like a hipster Batman killing hipster villains? I don't know, but I don't know. Tom Lee Edwards. So it was written by uh, Jody Hauser. Illustrated was Tom Lee Edwards. Letters by John Workman. Editor was Molly Mahan. Um, I don't know. It just seems like it just seems like it's really derivative of of Batwoman, and it just seems like I've I've seen it better with Batwoman. So I I don't know. <laughs> No, I, seriously. No, I, I, I don't. I just don't know what this. I don't know what this book is. It, I don't know if this book is necessary. Like it, it just, and it doesn't seem like it's. It's not super weird, like Doom Patrol or Shade. It's not, you know, stroking that nostalgia weirdness that um, Cave Carson does. It just seems like another derivative of that of the Batman Bat Family mythos. I mean, she even references batman in it and then batman is is actually in the book so it's like like what's going on so I, I don't know what the hook is for this yet i don't know like am i supposed to be like oh my god this like modern art is killing people is that the hook like i don't know it's just i don't know and and you, I, I guess you didn't like it either. Way to end it on a shitty note. We should have just ended you know, it with what, Mega Princess. What did you think about it? Seriously. That's why I'm trying not to talk about it. No, seriously. I did not enjoy this book. I read it. Uh, I read the preview of it last month. They sent it to me. They want you to get all excited to order. Um, I ordered the bare minimum I could. I just, like you said, I think that there are much better books out there and i wish batwoman would have come back a little sooner we're gonna get a batwoman book and it it this book was just lacking it was it was was lacking lacking. a lot uh i had to go back i actually read it twice because i read it today to get ready for this and everything i remember reading in the pdf is here and it reminded me why I didn't care for it. Well, the art is beautiful, though. Like oh. I, I, I love the art. I'm, I'm a huge fan oh. of his art. I am too. But I'll tell you, people look too much alike. So was I had to go back. the The kissing, the gay kiss, was in here. The guy, the two guys are kissing. Yeah. And then he shows him the artwork, and the guy gets Flips scared. Out. Yeah. And then throughout the book, you, ha- I kept having to reference who is this person. Yeah. And I think the design for Mother Panic is. I, it's boring. It's very boring. It's boring. And you know what? There's nothing like being a night vigilante in white. In fucking white. Well, well, that's Moon Knight though. Well, but anyway, so Moon Knight's written better. So I one thing to say about it. So out of all four of those books, <clears throat> for me, Cave Carson is is this for me the one you got to get. I don't know. What Whatever else? comics, 
uh, go on Facebook, like us uh, under whatever comics. That's who our uh, sponsor is for tonight. Thank you, Gene Gilmet. Hey, we're counting down to 34. Yes, Gene Gilmet. Love going. you. Uh, go look at him at rltpress.com. Go look at uh, Terry Miller. Thank you so much. Thank you, thanks, thank you so much, Scar- Club Card. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.